0: joining us each and every friday morning from the albion park harness racing club is kate Butt. kate is the communications and membership manager and she's online with us now kate good morning good morning chris so the series starts tomorrow in sydney we know that the albion park harness racing club is hosting the final of the series in 2023 are you guys starting to take notes already
1: yeah most definitely taking notes we're very excited for the series to come to the sunshine state um, planning is set to begin early next year so um, getting on foot early and yeah, we're going to make it a good one
0: Alright, look forward to that We've got a big night ahead of us tomorrow night 10 in total, what is your best bet coming through at the program?
1: My best bet comes up in race 2 number 4, Street Kid I think Narissa McMullen takes them straight to the top and proves too quick from there
0: Okay, so catch me if you can with Race 2, number 4, Street Kid. Uh, is there going to be more to come via the club social pages tomorrow morning?
1: Yeah, most definitely. Butts Best Bets goes live on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Creek Albion, so all live on there.
0: Okay, excellent. They're proving very popular. There's good uh, good views each and every week with these segments.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. It is, it is quite popular, so just need to continue those winners and, um, yeah, keep it rolling.
0: All right, well, we've got Street Kid 4 tomorrow night. Race 2, number 4. Kate, again, thanks, and we'll see you at Trackside.
1: See you then, Chris, thanks.
0: There's Kate Budd joining us from Albion Park, Communications Membership Manager. She does these uh, little uh, tips each and every week, Budd's spare Bets, and they're very popular through the club's social pages, so make sure you check it out. Time now to put Ryan Spice under the pump. I'm sure he's pouring over the form for the Inter-Dominion Series. He might even have an early look for Albion Park as well. He's about to join us now. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you, mate? I'm really well. What have you come up with for the Inter the Minions series tomorrow night?
2: Um, my two early bets for the Inter have just been place only bets. I've backed both Bonsell Benjamin to sit leaders back to run a drum and also Ultra Orlando in his heat to uh, do the same thing. Ping out, take a sit, and uh, hopefully they can run top three
0: okay is king of swing clearly the horse to beat or is expensive ego a chance of knocking him off
2: yeah everything i think points to king of swing being the one still i think whichever way the cookie crumbles in that 3000 meter final i think he runs to the top
0: okay so king of swing there trotters any thoughts on the trotters or you happy to steer away from them
2: I actually had an early bet in the uh, the trot market. I took uh, a back majestic man, just thinking that that Kiwi form should hold up, and the lack of depth in the trotting series. Uh, so yeah, majestic man. And the other thing, the other major reason why is that every time that horse has travelled to Australia, he is just just sprouted wings. He just he loves the place.
0: All right. From a punter's viewpoint, do you like the series being sort of staged over a couple of different venues, like it is this year? We've got Menangle tomorrow night. Ultimately, they're going to host the final, but heats at Bathurst and Newcastle. Just from a punter's viewpoint, is that okay with you, or do you find
2: that just a little,
0: just a little frustrating?
2: I think it makes it extra taxing on the participants in the series to go to three different venues. I'd I, I much prefer the, often that middle night, they'll travel to a, an alternate location and then come back to the home base. I think that seems a, a fair um, ask of the horses in the series. Um, this year, you know, the, the amount of travel those horses have to do just in kilometres-wise to compete is, it's crazy.
0: OK. Any early thoughts on Albion Park's meeting tomorrow night? It's a cracker.
2: It is. A, it is a good, solid meeting, but I think from a punting perspective, it's it's very tricky.
0: Okay, so nothing stands out at this early point.
2: Uh, I'll be looking to back in the early couple of races, just a couple of place bets. I think the race in race one it sets up nicely for Scarlet Babe to sit on Ideal World and run top three, and I had the same line of thought in race two that. B-Max draw on the pole, can sit on Street Kid and, and run top three as well.
0: Okay. Ryan, really appreciate the time. We'll uh, we'll be chatting again next week. There's always plenty to talk about. Cheers, mate. There's Ryan Spice joining us, our pro punter each and every Friday. And we're about to be joined by Darren Clayton, who's going to cast his eye over Albion Park. As I said, I think it's a cracking meeting tomorrow night at Albion Park. Ten races there at this stage. We're starting at 5.14. Darren Clayton joins us now. Darren, good morning. Hey, good morning, Chris. How are you this morning? I'm really well. Do you share my enthusiasm for tomorrow night at Albion Park?
3: Yeah, it's a, it's a great card. I've, I've had a, um, a, a bit of a battle going through them and uh, certainly some great racing there and hopefully we can find more than a couple of winners, but it, it is a great card of racing and uh, the race I'm looking forward to is actually the, the last race on the card, the three-year-old. I think that will be a great contest.
0: Okay, well, let's get straight into it. Race 10, the three-year-old, Big Wheels likely to run favourite courtesy of Barrier 1. How does this play out in your eyes?
3: Yeah, well, I think Big Wheels will certainly appreciate getting back to the mile. He's had those two runs in the feature races a couple of weeks back where they were at the 2100 and um, always had a little bit of a concern about those. He returned some good efforts, placed in both, but uh, a return to the mile certainly in his favour. I haven't got him on top, though. I've got General Montana on top off the back of that win on Tuesday where uh, he speared out from gate six, got to the front, and it was an armchair drive thereafter, big margin, 17 metres on the line. Time, nothing flashed, but uh, it was pretty wet there on Tuesday, as you would attest to. And um, I just thought from gate two, he gets the options. He's got that speed. He can take a little bit of an early look, or uh, with no second line, he can dart straight in behind big wheels, who... Um, likely to be in front if General Montana doesn't get across so he's going to get the perfect trip then thereafter so I thought he'd be the one Um, interesting to see how Manila playboy goes, I was keen on his chances last week in the opening race that was a qualifying pace where he took on the older horses and uh, he was really strong to the line over the closing stages so not given any favours out in gate 6 but uh, where he can get to from there if the speed's genuine he's certainly a knockout hope is Manila Playboy. So um, it's certainly going to be a great race. It's race 10. Would have liked to have seen that a little bit earlier because there's some nice horses engaged in that contest.
0: Yeah, there's no standout. I think they've uh, they've got it wrong. They're programming that as the final race. But anyway, Manila Playboy for mine, he was terrific last week. That was a really big challenge put in front of him and he passed with flying colours. So he's bursting to win a race. The fact that he drops back against his own age group, he's certainly got winning claims for sure.
3: Yeah, definitely, and, and like I said, um, if he draws a little bit closer, um, he'd certainly, I'd certainly have him on top. It was just the fact that gate gate six makes it a little bit tricky. I, I was actually uh, keen on his chances last week, and um, he just came up a little bit short just at that second line draw last week. But uh, it was very pleasing how he found the line, and um, it was it was a good night for Shane Fraser with with. Uh, Manila Playboy coming second in that race, and then Bangkok DJ's half brother picking up the win later in the night in the two-year-old event.
0: Okay, I'm keen to pick your uh, brain on the free for all, which is race four. Turn it up came up with barrier one earlier in the week when fields were released. He's a dollar sixty-five this morning with tab. Is there going to be pressure? You, you've outlined before he, he's a little susceptible to that early pressure. So, what happens here in your eyes tomorrow night?
3: I wouldn't be surprised, Chris, that they actually, if they take a trail, that would not surprise me one little bit. Um, but if he doesn't take a trail, he's going to cop heat like he did in that uh, Be Good Johnny Sprinter. And like I have outlined, I'm just, just a little bit concerned that whether he can finish it off if he does it early. And um, so if he, we then saw him in the Queensland Cup where he came out fired off and then took the sit on Mac Vinci and He was able to finish off the road pretty well, and that was over the middle of the trip. So I'd be would not be surprised at all if they took a sit on perhaps a horse like Black Sedance coming out and firing across, and then just hope uh, to take that closing shot. They know uh, that Black Sedans going to run it along. Um, yeah, like we said, if he does opt to hold up, I've got serious concerns if he can see it out.
0: Okay. What about this first race tomorrow night? Good money up the grabs here. And every time we have this little bit of extra prize money on some of these races, it brings together an outstanding lineup and this race is no exception tomorrow night. Scarlet Babe, Ideal World, Major Fernco, Governor Jujon, Day, SX. How do you see
3: it? Yeah, it's been a, a great initiative to get these races going and they're they're serving up great contests week in, week out with these extra stakes. So um I've got Governor Dujun on top. Um, Really pleased to see him get back into the winner's circle in that band five final there uh, last time he went to the track a couple of weeks ago. That was on Queensland Cup night. So um, gate five certainly makes it a little bit tough. I probably see that he has to work again at some stage in the run. Um, Whether he's up to that, I'm taking the chance that he is. Uh, We've got Ideal World in gate three spear out he led them up in the free-for-all last time out and it was a pretty good run um only just got collared major fernco took the closing shot on him and got him up the up the passing lane so um scarlet babe i guess probably holds the key to the race whether they look to lead all the way or whether they look to to take a sit i think she is a better mare when she's saved for one shot um, we saw them try to lead with her in the, the Mare's feature, the Forever Gold. Uh, she just came up a little bit short on that occasion. Um, over the, the middle trip this time around, um, she probably looks to take that trail. Deus Ex, I guess, there was... Um, ..where he went into that Beagle Johnny sprint. He'd had three starts since arriving in Queensland and had shown plenty of potential in those three runs. Three runs, three wins... And then made that error, which um, I guess we didn't really um, get to answer the questions we had of him, how he was going to measure up. So he gets no favours again, this time gate 11. So um, I've got him in the mix, but where he finishes up from there, uh, Governor Jujon though, is the one that I want to see from gate 5 and where he finishes, uh, I think he can get the cash. He's only had four starts this season, two wins. Let's make it three with Governor Jujon.
0: Okay. What about race six? I'm going to ask you about this race as well. The two-year-old Leap the fame. Does he get the money?
3: Will he start odds on? I don't think he can probably start odds on from that gate. Um, he will have the option. He's the lone second-line runner, so he um, can have those early options of where Grant... Dixon um, tries to get him into the running line or whether he stays on the fence, if Misty Creek's able to to burrow through and lead, I don't think that can be the case. I think away we go probably gets to the front first. We saw away we go have a good crack for the front um, at his last start. Didn't quite get there. Leap to fame was able to hustle through and and hold him out. Um, I don't think... Uh, Away we go. He gets a couple of gates closer this time around, and I think he gets to the front this time. Whether Pete McMullen looks to go all the way from there, you you would suggest he probably does. Um, I've got Leap to Fame on top after saying all that. I just think he might just be the classy runner. Racy Roxy, she was huge last week in defeat. She copped a a real... she got the stink eye. She was there copping plenty of pressure and, and still fought on. She was only, um, I think it was about eight metres from the winner in that race. 21 opening panel for the 2 year olds. That's just unheard of. And, and she was still giving. So she gets no favours from out in gate six. And then, of course, we've got Bangkok DJ. He was the winner of that race last week. Just sat back off the speed and come with one run. He could be the one that's probably um, takes the most progression of any of these. Only lightly raced. That was just his um, fourth start there last week, and he was only second up. So uh, he'll take experience, he'll take fitness, and he gets gate two if he just tucks in behind. Similar sort of trip can finish over the top again. So I've got Leap to Fame on top, purely off the back of of what we've seen of him so far, but uh, definitely not an odds-on chance for mine. I'd be looking for... Plenty more than that if I was going to be having a bet on Leap to Fame. Okay. I think it's a really good program. What's your best bet? Yeah, well, I thought Chris in race number five, I've been against him his past three runs and. that's been the case. He's been run down, but I think tomorrow night Glen Eagle Warrior he comes up with gate one again. I think this is just a little bit easier than what he has been facing. He's been he's had horses on his back that have been able to get the better of him. Twenty one hundred tomorrow night can see him in front. I don't think there's a horse there that can get past him this week. So we'll go with him. Race five, number one, Glen Eagle Warrior. Okay,
0: so going up with race five, number one, Glen Eagle Warrior. Speaking of that, um, that starts the Quaddy. Have you got any early numbers that you can throw at us for the Quaddy tomorrow
3: night? Yeah, so that Quaddy I've got numbers one and two, Glen Eagle Warrior, and one last roll. I thought to, uh, one last roll just might get the opportunity to dart in behind um, Glen Eagle Warrior at the start. Uh, if that's the case, he could be a knockout hope. That's second leg. Uh, race number six, I've got uh, Leap of Fame on top, so eight. From three and two, away we go, and Bangkok DJ. So two, three, eight in that second leg. In the third leg, coming up with the numbers one, two, and four. Um, I think the banker gets a good sit on the back of Juddy Douglas. If Juddy Douglas is susceptible, runs it too hard, he's the knockout hope. And first string uh, can be tucked in there as well. So one, two, four and happy to bring it home, one out in the last with Scott's rain. She's been in great form, this mare, and Um, she's beaten basically the same field two starts ago, and then last week was huge in defeat from gate 10, Only just just came up short. So happy to go one out with her, number five, Scott's rain, to bring it home.
0: Okay, so that's a grand total of $18 for 100%, all that quaddy dividend. Those numbers again, first leg one and two, second leg 238, Third leg one two four, bringing it home with number five there in the uh, the final leg that mare's quality. Uh, Darren's best bet race five number one Glen Eagle Warrior. So that's all in front of us tomorrow night. Ten races action at this uh, at this stage getting underway at five fourteen. Any early thought on the inner dominion, Darren? What are you leaning towards? Are you with King of Swing? Have you found a roughie? No,
3: uh, I haven't found a ruffy. I'd be keen to see how uh, Ignatius goes through the um, that. Longer trip first up, and then if he can draw a gate getting out to Bathurst over the sprint trip, I think he's one that just might be a little bit of value. Of course, we've talked about Mac Da Vinci. The other one that could be a little bit of value is the Black Prince. He gets no favours in the first round heats. But if he can just poke through, um, progress through to the final, he might be a bit of a knockout hope. But really, the the main two of King of Swing and Expensive Ego, it really does look at the moment to come down to either of those two, but obviously three heats, three, three different tracks. Um, It'll certainly sort a few out and and we'll get a clearer picture, I guess, after Saturday night. And then we get the the second round heats are drawn on Sunday afternoon, fields out about 4.00 PM for those. And then they head up the great Western highway across the divide to Bathurst for the 1730. So that should be a great night there. So, um, keen to see what happens in those first two nights.
2: Well,
0: you've surprised me there. I thought you would have been a little bit um, a little bit more upbeat with your uh, local brigade there, being a proud Bathurstian. And l- looking at those heats tomorrow night, uh, away from the favourites, uh, those Bathurst horses have drawn well. Our Uncle Sam bunt Doran in that first heat. You look at heat number two, Aphorism, Make My Memphis. Maybe they might be able to sneak into a place and then you've got Elmer's image nicely drawn there in that third eight. I thought you might have been just spruiking them knowing that they're going to Bathurst, their home track on Wednesday night. thought there would have been more of a push.
3: Yeah, well, I think they, they might just be saving a little bit in store to really put it out on the home deck. But yeah, Make My Memphis is an interesting one that you mentioned there, Chris. Back from um, the stint with Vicky Rasmussen back to Bernie Hewitt. Does come up with a good gate there. Um He's certainly what we've seen with him. If he gets in, tucks in behind. Aldo Orlando probably gets across first in that race. But uh, that, that's a good heat. That second heat, I thought of the two heats, that's by far the strongest outside of. We well, got King of Swing dominating the first heat. So that second heat, and then I thought the third heat was was wide open. So um, yeah, those, those Bathurst horses, they'll need to be at the top of their game. Be it, I'll be really pleased if our Uncle Sam can can get back to form with. He's sort of been in and out of form all year. We saw glimpses of his best when he was at uh, up in his Queensland campaign. But, um, yeah, gate one, just a little bit of concern with his early speed. But, yeah, the Bathurst, the Bathurst horses have certainly drawn well, no no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's all in front of us tomorrow night, along with a big program from Ellabyne Park. Darren, appreciate the time this morning. We'll see you trackside tomorrow night.
3: Uh, not tomorrow night, Chris. I'm already down in Bathurst, so... Um, I'm already across the border. I'm in the what was formerly enemy territory, but uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Can't see much. It's pouring with rain. Okay,
0: well it's much the same up here. So you're not missing much up here as well. So really, uh, really appreciate the time this morning. We'll touch base next week.
3: Sounds good, Chris. Thank you.